Welcome everyone, we are about to begin, Best is Hashem, Shalom Bayashir, number 363. We have in within us a filtering mechanism in our mind, which is extraordinarily complex, that God put into us to filter things out and to bring things in. So for example, a new mother uh, can sleep through a passing freight train possibly, but a little cry from the baby and she'll wake up in an instant, which means even in she, when she's asleep, her brain is scanning, looking for those warning signals. Or if you're interested in a particular car and you're driving in a highway and you like a particular car, you'll see hundreds of cars on the highway and none will make a pressure on you because your filter is looking for that car of your interest as you're looking through it. And that's what you'll notice. We uh, could use this for the positive and the negative either way. And unfortunately, what happens a lot is, in marriage, is we hyper-focus with that filter that we have, that when we notice something in our spouse that they did wrong, that creates an emotional response in you right away, where your brain perks up, flags that occurrence. oh, that's important, and points out every time that happens again. And out of the million things that your husband or wife does every day for you, the good stuff, that passes over the radar uh, but when he, he comes late or he also does something ding, 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 it's a flash and you notice it right away and you can't help after a while, you're going to start noticing it all the time. You're filtering that particular thing and before long you even expect it, even when it's not there anymore and you'll just think think it's there or you'll blow it out of proportion. So basically what happens is, is something that all of us should work on, needs to work on, we became experts at everything that our spouse does wrong, even when we don't mean to be critical, and we don't mean to be judgmental, but when we spend a lot of time together and our lives are intertwined with with each other, you can't help but see over and over again, oh, how life would be better if he would be more punctual, if she would be more, more organized, if he would be more articulate, or whatever the 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 chesaron is, and that's a formula for misery. Because you're upset always that your spouse isn't good enough and your spouse is upset at you because you think that they're not good enough and the relationship suffers as a result. So the idea is, and this is something, again, taken from Vincian Schaefer's book, 10 Really Dumb Mistakes That Very Smart People Make, a biggest side to do that could solve this challenge and it's work because it's not easy. It's not easy because looking in the mirror at yourself is not easy. Sometimes you have to look in the mirror and say that I'm a difficult person to live with. And you say it again and again. I'm a difficult person to live with, not my spouse. Everyone thinks that they're the easiest going person to to get along with. And when you look in the mirror and you do some self-work, you realize, no, I'm a difficult person to live with. A voice within you will resist that. Not true. My spouse is the problem. Now, your spouse may be flawed as well, but you have your own stuff also. You have your own shortcomings. You have your own flaws. You have your own quirks. Too late or too punctual. Too sloppy or too neat. Too uptight or too chilled. And you are a difficult person to live with. Hashem created you imperfect. He put you on this planet to work on yourself. Right? If you would be perfect, you wouldn't be in this world. The job would be done. Time to go. 
the point is that everyone needs to work on things because we have habits, we have tendencies and weaknesses. And one of the tafkidim in our lives, which brings us light, greater light from that darkness, is to overcome it. Doesn't mean you mean to be obnoxious. All it means is that you're a human being and no human being, no matter how well put together they are, no matter how good their meters may be, we all have things that make it difficult for another human being to live with them. And we only see that in our spouse, in our husband, in our wife, but we don't see it for ourselves. And the reason we don't see it for ourselves is because we have that self-protection in ourselves. We need to be kind to ourselves. By the way, that's why it says, You should love your fellow man like yourself, which means that your self-love comes naturally. You want to protect yourself and you work on yourself. And when you finally do this exercise and realize, look in the mirror and look at yourself and say, you know, I'm not the easiest person to get along with. I'm not the easiest person to live with. And that it, it's true, you, you may have strengths and you may have talents. And again, we're not, it's not a matter of bashing yourself need, needlessly. It's just a matter of seeing things realistically. And the way you need to work on this is to realize you're not perfect and to be at peace is to accept your spouse the way they are with their flaws. And when when you do that, everything becomes easier. When you realize every each of you were created by a Kaddish Baruch Hu. Each of you have your strengths. Each of you have your talents. Each one of you have your potential. And each of you are imperfect in your own way. Yet each of you have a mix of certain gifts that you have, certain limitations that you have. You didn't choose your teva. You could work through it. But the bottom line is, is that HaKadosh Baruch Hu put these two human beings together, the husband and a wife. Each one has milus and each one has the struggles that they struggle with. And it's, it's, it's very important to try your best to accept that fully. And with yourself, you look at ways how to correct yourself. Your main responsibility is not to perfect your husband or wife. It's to perfect yourself. When you go up after 120, they're not going to ask you. It's not one of the questions, did you transform your wife? Did you transform your husband? The question is, is how much you transformed yourself? That's what you will be asked. How much of your potential did you actually actualize and did you actually reach? That's what they're going to ask. The idea of Ashpa in general, Rabbi Yaakov Kamenetsky said it, is to, is to, uh, is like a slant. Your Hashpa, your influence on yourself, your better behaviors, ultimately, indirectly influences your husband or your wife in a positive way. And that is in your power. You can't change your husband. You can't change your wife. And don't even try. What you do is, is you work on yourself and you're, you're working on yourself and on your midas and on your character ultimately influences. We saw Slanta has a famous vart. You know, once I, I thought I could change the world, then I realized that's impossible. I thought I could change my, the country, also impossible to change the, 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 the city I live in, then to change my, my kahila or to change my family members. And then I realized the only thing I could fix and change is myself. And even that's a very hard job. So we all need to grow. We need, we need to work on ourselves to become like the Rabbeinu Shleilam. Mahu rachum afatach rachum. Just like you are, just like he is compassionate, you be compassionate. And one of the traps of life 
and we all go through this, is that we fall into the trap, is that way we divert, we push away our own need to grow by focusing it on other people. It's so much easier to focus on the other person's, what they have to do, their shlemas, other people, and in a marriage, your your wife, your husband, what they need to do, instead of focusing on one's own growth. Um, and 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 it, it's easier to do that. It's easier to do that. It takes it t- because it, basically, you're, it's not your job. It's taking your attention off your own responsibility to change yourself. And we all do this. This is such a common thing that we divert responsibility from changing ourselves. Now, again. You know, sometimes, let's say, someone unjustly hurt you, you talk to an objective party about it, how to deal with it. If someone's being abused, someone's being, let's say, in, in a toxic work environment or, or something serious, you do talk to an outside party. Uh, an abuse situation, we're not talking about things like that in the, in the shiurim right now. We're talking about regular, normal flaws. And there, you embrace your husband or wife as they are, and to expect that and understand and accept that her nature, her disposition, her temperament was not what she chose. She was put into a body, was given a mission and granted all the tools she needs to fulfill, your wife or her husband, what he needs to fulfill. And your mission isn't her mission or you, your mission isn't his mission. Your missions are different. You're two individuals. Joined in life, each one has an achrayas. You have an achrayas to each other in a marriage, yes, but you have an achrayas to yourselves, to work on yourselves. And that will work if you do that, but that's a very hard thing. It's not just talking and talking that way, that language, I accept you, I love you for who you are. You have to truly believe it inside. You need to daven takadosh baruch to help you have that internal acceptance, internal acceptance of, of your husband or your wife. Because if you don't have that internal acceptance, then you may be committed, but you'll, and, and, uh, uh, you'll be committed not to criticize her, and but but you're not accepting her and your feelings will come out ultimately and there will be a disapproval sense of disapproval which is toxic for our marriage and erodes the relationship so there's a very important thing is to daven for it and work hard towards it to accept internally to truly truly accept to let go to let go and there's a there's a book uh, he, he brings Dale Carnegie. He's a very good author, highly recommended, even though he wrote this back in the 19, early 1900s, even 1920s, 30s, what, how, whenever he wrote it, that even now you read it, he has one book on preventing worry. I forgot the name of the title, an unbelievable uh, book on how to stop worrying. And then he wrote another book called How to Win Friends and Influence People, which is a great book. Vincent Schaefer recommends it. For marriage and for life, I recommend it. Rabbi Migdal Miller had sometimes conflicting notions, but he said a few times, I heard in a share and saw in his writings and his tapes that at points he did recommend this book as well. It's good for marriage, it's good for life. And he says a simple aside. He says that the surest way to get people to like you is to compliment them. And the surest way to get people to dislike you is when you criticize them. It's a big aside, and in marriage, it's very important to know. 
we have layers that cover it up that I don't need other people, but the truth be told that all of us as humans crave acceptance. What, what I know, when I know that another person accepts and respects me, I feel good about myself. When I know they disapprove of me, I feel bad about myself. Now we need to work in life not to worry so much about what other people think about us and do the right thing regardless. That is true. But at the same time, there is no denying that a human being craves that acceptance. And if you want to feel good about yourself, that's normal thing. You want to like people. You like people who approve of us. You dislike people who don't approve of us. And the one you're closest to, your husband, your wife next to you, it's, 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 it's doubly true. When that person, your husband or your wife, makes me feel inadequate, it hurts me. And then I dislike them because they are making me feel inadequate, because they are criticizing me or they're not accepting me. So nothing short, this is, I'm going to repeat, this is a line from Ben C. and Schaefer's book, nothing short of actually accepting your spouse as they are, blemishes and all, will allow you to live in peace. Or more precisely, will allow your spouse to live in peace with you. The working on that internal acceptance, in that internal acceptance. Part of this is, is sometimes we have questions on the Rabbi Shleilam. Now, this is a whole separate subject, which I think we should talk about at some point in time, is that there are two parts of it. Rabbi Nachman and I said, said, said it at one point of it. When we, we, in our small minds, cannot understand HaKadosh Baruch Hu, when we don't understand them, we have questions. And we need to have a muna that it is all good and everything is, Hashem knows what He's doing. That doesn't mean that we understand it all of a sudden. We still have that inconsistency in our mind. There's two different points over here. People on a very, very high level of betachen, and they don't have any questions at all internally, externally. It's a beautiful madrega to get to. But most of us humans struggle with this. And therefore, what's important to know is there's two separate concepts. There's a concept of being, so to speak, chutzpahdik towards Hashem, like hitiach, where you have, quote-unquote, tainus, complaints. That's something that really, really needs to be worked on. That is how the Maraglim, according to many Mepharshim, fell in, where there were actual tainus on Hashem. He showers on you goodness, and we looked at it in a negative way. Why are you doing this to us? And, and talking that way disrespectfully and in an arrogant way. That's one parsha. Then there's another parsha of simply having questions that we don't understand about the Rabbi Shleilam. And Rabbi Nachman said in, in one of his tirus that that is his covet, by the way. Just because part of why HaKadosh Baruch Hu is HaKadosh Baruch Hu, he's the Bayre Oilam, is because he created us with our finite minds within time and everything that we don't understand everything he does. That is a covet Hashem, the fact that we don't understand everything. So part of what we struggle with very often is when we're in a difficult matziv. This is all in life. I'm not just talking about marriage here, but in a work situation or in a family situation, we're in a difficult situation, we don't understand. It is hard for us to accept what's going on. And it's hard work. But if we work through it and realize, I may not understand everything, it may hurt, and you talk to HaKadosh Baruch Hu that it's hurting, but to really trust that He knows what He is doing. The bottom line is, is that marriage is very hard work. 
if if you if you think that marriage is not hard work, then you then you're not married or you're not happily married. It's the closest of all relationships and it's the most demanding. It's the most supportive and connected relationship that could possibly be, but it demands more self-growth growth than any other relationship there. That is why we, we say this often, that people who are successes in outside life but are failures in marriage, that speaks a lot about them as a person because where comes push comes to shove, here is really the nakuda, the most sensitive nakuda of who you really are because it's the only person you're living with 24-7 and, 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 and connecting where you really have to work on yourself with that self-growth and there's no way around it. And the key to that self-growth is how your marriage is with your husband and with your wife. And therefore, what we often do is, is we, 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 because we don't understand the challenge and difficulty sometimes, we have questions on Hashem about it. You know, sometimes we, we say to Hashem, you know, I don't mean to be chutzpah but when you put us together, what were you thinking? We're so different. We're opposites. But the truth is, is it's, Hashem would respond, Kaviyachal, it's correct. You are opposites. You are separate individuals. I brought you specifically from different homes, different ways of thinking, different perspectives. And by the way, like I said this many times, this is not just when you marry someone from a different country or from a different culture. It, even in the same similar families, similar hashkafes, it's still very, very different. And you have different personalities. You have different desires. And Hashem is saying, yes, I created you opposites in many, many ways. But you are perfectly suited to live together because you aren't opposites in that conflict. You are opposites that match perfectly. This is a very deep side. If you look in the Sefer of the Ramchal in Das Tfunais, he talks about this concept in the Bria and Hashem created the world. He key is one but he created a multitude and he created a multitude of opposite things from one another. So when you look at the world, you see it's like night and day and good and bad and, 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 and all these different type of opposites. And, be, and we say, how could all these opposites come from one? And the Tastfunas, the Ramchal explains how darkness and light, you need them both to show the oneness of Hashem and how realizing that they're all really one and that the darkness becomes light and so on and so forth. So when it comes to achdas, pure achdas of Hashem, and you read that Das Tfunay Sefer, it's a beautiful Sefer over explaining the Bria and explaining the world and how it works. This is the way Hashem made it, where Hashem exp- uh, shows His oneness by showing how opposites are all the same, how Gavriel and Rafal up on Shemayim, one is fire and one is snow, one is hot, one is cold, and they make Sholem up there when HaKadosh Baruch was there to become a seamless whole. And Hashem is saying, I know your opposites, but this is the Tachlis, this is the greatest unity comes from working through these opposite points. And that's something extremely important to understand and know. So this is part of the thing that we also need to work on. So the two things we discussed today that are very important to Kudais is number one is, is this exercise of looking in the mirror and being honest with yourself and saying, I am a difficult person to live with. It's not my spouse. And to accept your spouse the way they are, not to 
try to transform your spouse, but to transform yourself, which automatically will influence your spouse for the better. And like Dale Carnegie said, that the surest way to get people to like you is to compliment them. You shower them on compliments and good things and to realize HaKadosh Baruch Hu, that Muna, even though things are hard sometimes, that HaKadosh Baruch Hu knows what he's doing and he created these Matzavim for our own true benefit. And once we have a self-acceptance of that, an acceptance of that, a full acceptance of what Hashem, what, is do- what he's doing, even though we're opposites in this challenges, is good and it'll bring the best possible good. The true acceptance of our spouse with our flaws, with their flaws. And with ourselves, we need to accept ourselves too. But at the same time, we need to look at ourselves in the mirror and say, we need to change. We're here for self-correction. We're here to work on ourselves. And we have to realize very often we may be easygoing to the world, but we are not such an easy person to live with either as a husband and as a wife. And we need to work through that and to work on our own midas. Like we said in the last year, when say, give me the two things that would improve your marriage, and almost everyone, those two things were things that my spouse would do differently that would make the marriage better. And they didn't think that it would be themselves. It, the two things that would be, make the marriage better is something that I change, me, that I could change and I need to do in order to make the marriage better. This is a blind spot we all have, and this is a blind spot that we need to work through with HaKadosh Baruch Hu's help and Siyat HaDashmaya, and we daven for it also. You daven Tashem for the wisdom and the strength to give us that understanding and the ability to work on ourselves. And when we do this, the marriage becomes indeed a oneness, and just like in Dastun, as he talks about how the Bria becomes one, the marriage becomes one, precisely because of the fact that they're two, that we are two opposites that are merged together by working each one individually on each other towards connecting. Bracha natzlacha.